to Pops and Pop Culture, a Riverdale rewatch podcast. I'm Maya. And I'm Luke, and we are here to discuss all things pop culture and dissect the wildest show on TV. And this is episode 13, the last episode of the, the season. final episode. Uh, except we have like three more seasons left. But, um, oh my gosh, that are like twice as long. Yeah, so but <laughs> this is just like an intro fine. to Riverdale. Um, but yeah, we... Uh, have some bonus content planned, but not for the end of this episode. We're going to make a whole nother episode next week. That's sort of like a reflection on this episode and on the season or yeah, on the season. So we will deviate from our regular programming for a week, but then we'll be back for season two, which will be interesting. Um, yes. but this episode was kind of crazy. Um, I'm really just, crazy. Yeah, I'll just do all the boring things first. Um, so it was written by Roberto Aguirre Sacasa, who's like the creator and writer of like the first few episodes. So, like a return to the original creator, and it was directed by Lee Tolland Crager, which is the original director of the first episode too. Oh. So, you know, they brought back the old gang. <laughs> um. It had 9.96 million viewers when it originally aired, so actually a slight like downtick from the last episode. So it didn't have a huge bump, even oh, though it was really? the last episode of the season. Maybe it's because like the last episode they sort of revealed the mystery, and there wasn't like as yeah. much to reveal. This Although, episode was so much better, though, in my opinion. Oh, I disagree. One. But really? um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like. They maybe people thought that like oh there wasn't much left to reveal so it wasn't as big of a thing. Um, there was a lot, but to there reveal. was a lot to reveal. They just like didn't realize <laughs> that the show there was a lot more. Um, and this is I think one of the lowest rated episodes of the whole season. What? Um, it got seven point six five out of ten. Um, like average score and a seventy seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes out of thirteen oh. reviews. So. Yeah, I mean, what did you think of this episode? I really liked it, and maybe maybe quality-wise, it wasn't, like, the greatest ever, but it was just like, so much fun and so thrilling, and I like, I so know. much happened. So, so much happened. I don't. I really didn't, like, love it. I mean, I don't know necessarily why it didn't, but it just wasn't, like, captivating me. Um, there's a lot of things in this episode, and we've already talked about this, like off the recording but that there's a lot of things in this episode that i remember happening individually and that are like iconic or just like very notable moments in riverdale that i did not realize all happened in the same episode so um there's definitely a lot to get into and a lot here um do you want to read about the movie that the title yes. is based on so the title of this movie or well yeah movie slash this episode is the sweet hereafter um so the google description is a small mountain community in canada is devastated when a school bus accident leaves more than a dozen of its children dead a big city lawyer arrives to help the survivors and victims families prepare a class action suit 
but his efforts only seemed to push the townspeople further apart. At the same time, one teenage survivor of the accident has to reckon with the loss of in the loss of innocence brought about by a different kind of damage. Okay. I mean, kind of. I see where it's coming from, sort of. I'm, like, wondering now, like, if we could do this with every single movie ever. <laughs> like, like, every just, like, single read movie any we random movie. We could just, like, oh, yeah, Probably. connect. <laughs> well, you would think the big city lawyer would be, like, in, in an episode that has Mary in it, and Mary wasn't in this episode. Yeah. Um, well, maybe like Hiram is like the parallel he's to not the big a lawyer, city lawyer. Though, is he? Well, no, but like he he's like coming soon. Uh, they really should have brought Hiram into this episode. That's like a that might have been too much. I feel like they. Yeah, maybe it would have been a bit overstuffed. Yeah. They need to leave that reveal for next season. Um, what was I was gonna say something else about it, but I don't remember. Oh, I think that the title works well with this episode though. Yeah, and and it's used like this. The words "the sweet hereafter" are used in the episode. But like sweet, like maple, and then it's like the aftermath of the murder investigation. Yeah. So I thought the title was good and worked with the episode. The movie actually sounds kind of interesting. Yeah, it does. Um, would you like to start us off with the recap? Yes. So this episode starts with just like a lot of information dumped on us yeah um but jughead is talking about how like the last episode ended with the ultimate cliffhanger oh <laughs> do you get it oh like i the didn't first really block. oh my god <laughs> i didn't really get that okay i don't know that must have been intentional right or i don't know oh i don't know it must have been. But, I mean, cliffhangers, like... I feel like it wasn't that big of a cliffhanger, though. So, maybe... It probably was intentional, because... Yeah, it wasn't... It's a well, little it bit of an exaggeration like, to call drugs. it, like, a cliffhanger. But, anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, that's kind of funny. Um, but he says that life is a lot messier than an Agatha Christie novel. Mm. So, it seems like, at this point, the town has sort of pieced together everything that had happened yeah, so somehow they figured out like a lot more things yeah, about we this don't, murder than we like realized yeah, we don't see this process of them figuring out i mean last episode it ended with jughead saying only clifford knows the truth and then we see that clifford <laughs> had hung himself but, but somehow, somehow they figured out the whole truth they anyway pieced so. everything together so we find out that maple syrup was a front for his heroin business which we mm-hmm. had seen in the last episode like there were like drugs yeah. in the maple syrup barrels um and then we also then alice starts narrating because it seems like she might be like writing Writing the story and so she explains at least they think what happened was that jason had found out about the true nature of the business and he was going to expose it which makes sense that like I feel like they kept talking about how, like, Jason couldn't stomach the business, which didn't really, like, make sense when they were talking about, like, a maple a syrup business. Now. But when they're talking about, like, a heroin uh, business, then it does make sense. Um. So then Mustang, I guess Clifford had hired Mustang to kidnap Jason, and then he, Clifford, killed him, 
killed Jason, but then he also killed Mustang, but he made it look like it was an overdose. Yeah. But it was just to, like, erase his tracks. Um, and then he also tried to implicate Hiram. Um, yeah. Which worked pretty well, because, or at least Veronica was very suspicious. But there's... Um, or I guess we know what happened, what's happening with, like, the Hiram situation and how he, like, paid the serpents. Okay, so we, I, we know what's happening. But we I feel like it still seems suspicious. But I think that the bag that they had found in Mustang's apartment was, like, planted. But didn't they already have it? Because isn't that how well, Hermione paid the serpents to, like... But I, I think she paid FP. Like, I... I'm pretty sure that was planted. Just the way that they. I mean, yeah, it's like too like. It would fit too well together if it was like, oh, we're trying to implicate Hiram, and oh, he already happens to have a bag from Hiram, so like, yeah, that would be too perfect. Um, but then, Jughead starts to explain about how I think we already found this out in the last episode, but how. Um, Clifford threatened Hiram, or not Hiram, um, FP, that he would kill Jughead if he didn't, um, confess. So, and then Jughead says he would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for, like, the band of high school detectives. It's like an allusion to Scooby-Doo, sort of. (laughs) (laughs) And Mayor McCoy is very angry about all of this, too. We see yes. her, like, very angry at the sheriff. It does not make her look super good. Yeah. Um, so then, like, the first actual scene of the episode, um, Sheriff Keller's talking to FP in, like, his jail cell, I guess. And sh- the sheriff wants to know who is selling Clifford's drugs in the south side because um, even though the drugs were being, like, funneled all over the place, there is a drug market in the south side. And the sheriff wants to make a deal with FP that if he FP gives names about who's selling the drugs in the South Side, then they'll lessen his sentence. Um, because the sheriff thinks that it's mostly the serpents who are selling the drugs because they're like the gang in the South Side. Um, what about the ghoulies? Well, we don't know about the ghoulies yet. But it could be the ghoulies. Um, so then FP says that the, the serpents don't sell hard stuff. They only sell like weed and the sheriff says like okay but you might have 20 years in prison so you might want to speak up soon so yeah there's that i i thought that moment was kind of funny when he was like oh we only sell dime bags of weed because i feel (laughs) like at the beginning they were like the serpents were they tried to show them as this like menacing biker gang and now they're like like beginning their path to redemption yeah. So then uh, there's a scene with Archie and Fred in Archie's house. And Fred's just kind of looking out the window. He's like, seems upset. And um, Archie asks what's wrong. And he says he just feels like he doesn't know anyone in this town anymore. <laughs> Which is just like kind of a weird thing to like be like staring out of the window sentimentally about. Um, and then Archie's... Um, Archie, like, talks about how he thinks he's okay, but his friends are still, like, in it. Like, they're still kind of involved in this whole investigation process and are, like, facing it a lot worse than, like, the consequences a lot worse than he is. Um, 
and Fred says that even though he doesn't seem like he's in it, everyone in Riverdale is in it. So, it's a lot bigger then, than they thought. And then we go to the lodge house where we find out that Hiram is coming at the end of the month and Hermione wants everything to be perfect. And so it's clear that Hermione's like a bit scared of Hiram, but Veronica is just not having it. She's not really on her father's side anymore. So she sort of like makes some snarky comments and then her mom is like, he's your father, not the godfather, but... I would make the argument that he might be both of those things. Yeah, I mean, he's literally, like, in jail for, like... <laughs> yeah. Like, fraud. Um, anyway, so then um, Betty and Archie are walking to school, and Betty's sort of telling her side of the story after everything happened, and she's talking about how now that her whole family's back together, they're sort of pretending that nothing ever happened, and how it's, like, just, like, weird, and she thinks, like it's dangerous that they're not coming to terms with like the lies and the uh, everything that was going on and she thinks like if they don't come to terms with it and deal with their crap like it might happen again so and it's also like how it was before everything happened which was not like it's kind of like a toxic environment in that yeah so she's not having a good time (laughs) And then we see Archie and... Oh, also Betty's doing the nail thing again, which... Oh, yeah, yeah. Not a great sign. Was she like... Um, but then we see Archie and Veronica talking, and... Well, Ver- I think, yeah, Veronica's the one who wants to come clean to Betty just about her relationship with Archie. I yeah. guess Archie's, like, a little bit hesitant about that, and he doesn't want to do it so veronica's like whatever like on top of everything else i'm doing like i'll tell <laughs> betty like, that we're semi-dating like all <laughs> well, that she's, she's worrying about like, her father coming but she home. doesn't actually seem that worried when she's talking to her mom about it it was like a little bit over dramatic for me but um and then we see that betty and archie are called to the principal's office or mayor mccoy um wants to talk about them she wants to present betty and archie at the jubilee so we find out that i feel like they had a jubilee before this is yeah because they already have one um but this is the 75th anniversary of riverdale so they're gonna have like a big party it's a big deal and they want to sort of show betty and archie the young people who help to um solve the murder along with the sheriff and the mayor. Because the sheriff did, like, a lot in this investigation. Yeah, they were really helpful. (laughs) (laughs) I, like, Um, don't know why that's, like, a desirable thing. You'll be like, look how incompetent our police department is that a group of kids were smarter than... (laughs) Like, I don't know why that's, like, in Mayor McCoy's interest. Also, they did, like, illegal things to, like, get the information that they got. Like they yeah, broke into but. people's houses and cars and, like, all kinds of things. But, you know. So she wants Archie to perform with the Pussycats and then Betty to give a speech. And they're like, well, what about Jughead? And Mayor McCoy's like, I like Jughead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude. But 
it might not be the oh I think she said it might be confusing for people to see him on stage and then Betty's like like, well I'm not doing it without Jughead like can you can we talk about what did Archie do for this investigation other than like breaking into FP's trailer yeah what about Veronica literally nothing well Veronica's I guess Veronica so it's also confusing but like Betty and and Jughead did way more than Archie. Like I don't know why they care about Archie. But anyway, uh, they're really uh, digging their heels in. And so at lunch, Betty is telling the whole crew about the the conversation they had and that she's going to turn it down unless Jughead can be a part of it. And Jughead also talks about the deal that his the sheriff made with FP. Or, like, proposed. And Betty is really mad about how, like, the sheriffs are being painted as the villains in this situation. The serpents. Or the, yeah, the serpents are being painted as villains because she thinks, like, the town needs to deal with the fact that, like, there are bad people in it. And it wasn't the serpents that are causing all these problems. Um, And so she decides that she's going to write an article about it. And about how, like, the town is changing and they need to, like, come to terms with that. Sort of like a reflection on how her family needs to come to terms with what happened. Um, and then also, at the same time, Veronica comes forward and is like, Archie and I have kissed a couple of times. <laughs> Which is, like, kind of a weird thing to say. But um, they're, like, nervous and Betty is, like, fine with it because she's dating Jughead. Yeah, she so. seems, like, genuinely, like, happy for them. Yeah. Maybe unlike some of the past times. But she's, like, in a relationship, so it's, like, it would be really yeah. uncomfortable for Jughead. She's, like, not happy about it, you know? So, mm-hmm. everything's good for them. Um, oh, but two um Jughead things. One, like, he just, like, didn't care less about not being featured at the Jubilee. Oh, yeah, he was not interested <laughs> and at all, which, like, makes two, sense. He, he also didn't want Betty to include his dad in the article. Yeah. Um, but like she said that she will include it's sort of hard his dad because it's kind of a essential <laughs> part of that article. Yeah. Uh, but then we see Cheryl and Penelope having a little funeral, just like a two-person funeral, for Clifford and Penelope. It's like in what? the place that he died. Oh yeah, yeah, in the barn. And then Penelope. Bizarre is talking about how, like, the family has been cursed since the brother killed brother. Wait, which brother killed the other brother? The, the Blossom brother The Blossoms killed, killed the Cooper brother. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Although, and yeah like, that who knows? Sense. Maybe that will change later. <laughs> yeah. It'll be, like, a big shock reveal. Um, I do feel like we learn more about that story later. Yeah, I feel like next season... Um, and then she's like, well, who's next? Is it you? Is it me? And then she sort of starts talking about, like, how maybe, like, Clifford was smart. Um, like, so, it's... Like, to, get like, out of the world. Get out of Riverdale in the way that he did. And she's like, maybe it's better in the suite hereafter. So... She's also being so mean title to Cheryl. Of the episode. She's being mean to Cheryl? Yeah. Yes. Being, which is, like... Not out of character. <laughs> well, yeah. But, like, they're both grieving. Like, it's not, like, you don't have to take out your anger on 
the only other person that's grieving. Anyway, so then Archie uh, and Betty have a conversation. Archie, like, comes to talk to Betty because he wants to make sure that she's, like, really okay with him and Veronica because, like, the last time she said she was okay, she really wasn't okay. And Archie's like, oh, Veronica's amazing. (laughs) And Betty, um, Betty like, starts talking about how it's, like, so nice that they've all found someone that they're, like, really meant to be with, um, and, like, I guess, like, they're, like, just, like, deciding that Jughead and Veronica are just, like, each other's soulmates, you know, like, Jughead and Veronica? Or not, not each other's, like, (laughs) they're Betty and Archie's soulmates, like, respectively. It's, like, they're just, like, deciding, like, that's just, like, how it's gonna be forever, not, like, they're... (laughs) maybe like that would be like fan fiction um but then they're also like reminiscing and betty's um and they're talking about how like they betty or archie's like I, uh, he like starts the sentence he's like i always thought like it would be us or something which is like just like a weird thing to say especially because he turned he's her like down, a little like, part of me always thought like, i'm he like literally well, turned her down yeah i know if a little part of you always thought then why did you turn her down at the beginning of the season and I'm, gl- um, I'm very glad he turned her down, because that would be really painful yeah. to have to deal with. Yeah. So, they're just sort of reminiscing on the old times, which is fun. Yes. And then we go to Andrew's construction, where we find out that Hiram, or no, Hermione fired the serpents, um, who were like the construction crew. Um, and hired new guys, which is weird because the reason they had hired the serpents was because they couldn't find any other guys. <laughs> Anyways, it's not that I hard guess. To find anyone, anyone. Oh, I guess after Clifford died, they could get their old guys back. Um, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But um, this was at the request of the mayor. Well, it's also so weird again like I'm. Didn't her like doesn't Hermione work for Fred? Like, they make it sound well, it like they're, like, like business partners, partners now. but, like, It seems why, like something why? must have changed. Like, originally she what was working for him. It like, do they like own, like, maybe... equal parts in the company? Like, all of a sudden she I... comes in and she just owns half the company and can just, like... I don't know. Um, anyway. But, so we know that, like, the serpents are, like, the scapegoats in this situation, so it doesn't look super great for them to be still working so but um but also Hermione doesn't want to at all to be associated to anything crime related because (laughs) Hiram is getting released and they really do not they want to step away from all of that or I mean at least in the public yeah well if she wanted to not be a part of crime related maybe she should get a divorce from Hiram yes that but is very true. It's a bit too late. But now, the important thing is that she did not confide, or not like confide, she did not ask Fred about this decision, which you think she should ask the owner of the company whether yeah. she could fire the employees mm-hmm. and rehire new ones. But then she ends up telling him that, um, Hiram and her want to buy out the company anyway. So, and like, yes. So, and she's like, says that she wants to do this because she doesn't want Fred to be like dragged into this whole mess with Hiram. I'm like, you dragged her. 
well, I guess they make the point, but like this is like completely your fault. Yeah. So Fred doesn't say yes or no. He says he'll consider the offer. So then Archie is in like practicing with the Pussycats. Archie's showing Josie his new song that he wrote, and Josie's like, "You're getting better with every song," and Archie says that he wants to sing this new song about his friends um but Josie's just like no that's not gonna happen like you can't sing a song only about your friends to a whole group of people like or, and like, a it's whole not a Mayor McCoy approved song she had a whole list of Mayor McCoy approved songs yeah so it's just not gonna happen which we'll soon hear that song and we'll know that it's really bad <laughs> but yeah we'll get um, there later then we see, well, this is at the register office, so I guess Alice was allowed back in. And the family's back she, together. Yeah, she reads Betty's article, and she says it's the best that she's ever written, but she won't publish it, because, first of all, Betty is too involved in the situation because it seems she's like- Jughead's girlfriend, but it seems like it's more of, like, an editorial. So, like, her being involved in the situation doesn't, like, matter that much. Like, it's like yeah. she has a good, better perspective than most people about it. But it seems like the bigger reason is that there's a lot of um, violence against serpents. Like, people are taking their anger out on the serpents. So, they don't want Betty to also become a scapegoat, I guess. Yeah. To become a target of this anger. Which is news to us that there's violence happening against the serpents. Which I, like, what kind of violence? Like, yeah, they're not not very clear about that. I'm just, well, I'm just sort of, like, people are just, like, burning buildings or something. Like, what? Um, Yeah, so that's, like, a bit weird. And then Betty says that she thinks they're just as bad as Mayor McCoy. Which is kind of true. Like, I feel like her family is sort of, like, a, a micro... Or it's like a like a smaller version of just like the whole town. It's like a representation. Microcosm. Yeah. Um, so then there's a scene in the locker room. Um, Veronica arrives late to practice to cheer practice, um, but Cheryl and she apologizes. But Cheryl's like it's fine um, because I'm actually stepping down as the leader, and she gives her HBIC shirt to Veronica. What does um, HBIC mean? head bitch in charge <laughs> um which she's been she's worn it like a few times i've noticed oh, but like it's not noticed. like that iconic of a shirt because they don't never actually like mention it um so then cheryl says cheryl's just like oh i'm fine whatever and then she just like kind of leaves and it's like she's like very like weirdly like okay with everything which like previously we know that she would have not been like okay with just like leaving um, so then Veronica tells Betty about this interaction and like separately and she calls it chilling and Betty says that she sort of feels like that is a representation of like the whole town and she like feels that chilling feeling in the entire town. Something bad is brewing. Yeah. Um, and Betty also tells uh, Veronica that she posted her article on the Blue and Gold's website and hard copies will be available soon and then Veronica asks Betty if she's okay with her and Archie 
so I guess they they're really, really not convinced. I know, I know. I'm like, I feel like they want the drama. I know, but she's really is okay, and um, and so I guess they're in Betty's room when this this whole conversation is happening, and so then Polly knocks on the door and she's like, oh, I just missed this like gossiping and like going to school and everything. And so Betty's like, oh, like, if you want to, I can take you to school. Which is, like, that's not how that works. Like, you can't just, like, go back to school. Yeah, you don't just, like, take somebody <laughs> to school. Like, I don't know who thought that's, like, how that happens. But but shouldn't she also be in... I guess she was old enough to drop out of school. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think she's old enough to drop out. But you can't just, like, be like, oh, I'm going to come back to school tomorrow. <laughs> After not being enrolled for, like, a year. But I guess that's how it goes. But I guess they do have to take her if she comes. If it's a public school. But, like, she's not, like, enrolled. Like, it's just, like, randomly in the middle of the year. Like, it seems like sort of... I think they still have to... I think they might still have to take her, but... Maybe. It is, like, a weird thing. And it's, like, you think that the parents would have to, like, fill out some, like, paperwork or something. (laughs) There's, like... I mean, moral of the story in Riverdale is anyone can walk into a school whenever they want. Anytime they want. Do whatever they want. (laughs) Literally anyone. Um. So, then Archie and Jughead walk into Archie's house, and in the kitchen there's Fred with a woman from social services. Which so is, I'm glad that they're uh, finally dealing with the fact that social yeah, services needs to sucks. get involved here. What's ha- gonna happen? Um. So, Ar- so, Archie's like, oh, he can continue staying with us, right? And Jughead's like, or no, Fred is like, I offered that, but because of my DUI and my cash flow problems, like, he's ineligible to be Jughead's guardian, which... It's like, sort of... It's like, if Fred can't be, like, his Jughead's guardian, like, gar- who can well, if Fred, and also, like, if Fred can't be his guardian, like, how is he Archie's guardian? <laughs> like, well, I mean, I guess there's I mean, you're not gonna to get that. your kid taken away from you for a DUI. But you just can't like, become someone else's guardian? I mean, he's literally been his guardian for the last, like, month and a half, or two months, or three months. But that was, like, unofficial. Yeah, I know, but... I don't know I, if this is exactly realistic. Yeah, I really don't know that much about the the process, so I can't Um, argue too much about this. But then she tells him about a family on the south side that has offered to foster him. However, he will have to transfer schools. Aw, so, so sad for him. He will be there by the end of the week, and, unless there's like a dramatic change. That's like such change. an abrupt, abrupt like switch, though. Yeah. I do feel bad for in Jughead. FP's case. Yeah. So Archie, Archie's so angry about this. He like really more angry than Jughead. <laughs> yeah, honestly. And so he has to like go see FP and tell him about the whole situation, and. FP is like, oh, he'll figure it out. Like, he always figures it out. But. Well, he's like, Southside High is a rough place. Um, But. And then he also says, like, he doesn't want to name names because the serpents are innocent. 
and he doesn't want to betray the people that always had his back because i guess he could just be like oh like this guy but oh so like he's not like making up people yeah it's kind of confusing because i feel like they they keep saying like there's no one who's guilty in the south side but then also i won't name names even though there are names i could name or something like it's like weird and he might know like even if it's nobody in the serpents he might know people who are dealing drugs um but like he says he's not a snitch like he doesn't want to yeah someone to do that so then we get an interesting scene which with um jughead and veronica eating lunch together <gasps> oh this is like, one of my favorite scenes <laughs> kind of great i mean we've always been on this podcast like pro jughead and veronica being friends they're like the two in the group that just like don't really know each other as well um and so they're eating lunch together and veronica is like i think we have a lot in common which we have talked about on this yeah podcast. veronica needs to stop saying that to everyone who is not rich <laughs> and veronica is like so she's like we have a lot in common and then jughead is like oh what because my dad's going to prison and your dad is getting out of prison which is such a good line and she's like well i wasn't going to say that but um the fact that they're dating each other's best friends doesn't really make sense like what they have in common they're just dating each other's best friends but you know what this reminds me of so i just finished parks and rec for the second time with my family last night actually and i feel like their relationship is really similar to the relationship between ben and anne because they're like both each other's best friends or dating each other's oh. best friends what and they have like a they like randomly have like we- weird like moments where they like have to team up to like do things for leslie and stuff anyway it oh. like reminds me of this relationship kind of but it's like they're not, they don't necessarily get along like this like they don't like hate they each have other. like it's just like they have like a funny like relationship because they're like very different people but then they like sometimes have to do stuff together and it's like funny this is like they're a little bit more extreme like in parks and rec the characters aren't as like quite as extreme as like veronica and jackhead and like as over the top so this is like slightly different but anyway that's just what it reminds me of um so they're just talking and then cheryl walks up to them and apologizes for like beating or not like beating him up pummeling him (laughs) in the cafeteria a few days ago i assume or a week ago or however long ago that was and she gives him her iconic spider brooch, which I've never seen before. But I see, remember, I I noticed that one episode. Well, so she gives it to him, and she's like, you can sell this at the pawn shop for a pretty penny. <laughs> which is, like, so, like, condescending to be like, oh, I'm going to help you out financially by giving you something of mine that's really expensive that you can sell. Um, yeah. But they're then, definitely a little bit concerned about Cheryl. And she well, yeah. So then Veronica is like, is anything going on? Like, what's like, why are you selling your stuff or giving people your stuff? Because um, also she gave her her HBIC shirt earlier in the episode. And so they're about like Cheryl's sort of about to answer when Kevin runs in and it's like, we you need to come to Betty's locker right now. And so they run over and they see a whole bunch of people gathered in front of her locker which i feel like that's like a really common thing everyone just like gathers around one person's locker i feel like that happens like well, so many times like later if, on if i feel like if that happened like 
in no, real yeah. life, that would actually happen. I just feel like there's a lot of times when things happen at someone's locker where everyone's gathering around. Yeah. Um, but they see Betty's locker, and Betty and Polly are sort of standing in front of the whole crowd, and there's um, a whole bunch of newspapers, like, plastered to the locker, and in what looks like blood, it says, it's, like, written, go to hell, serpent slut. So... And there's a blonde doll that's, like, hanging in a noose. Oh, yeah. It's like a Betty doll. So, very shocking, very gross. And Betty's, like, very angry about it. And Jughead, like... Well, Jughead, like, holds Betty back. Yeah, because she, like... Because she says something about, oh, it's just a jerk with spray paint. And he's like, I don't think that's spray paint. Yeah. So. Um, Poor Betty. Yeah, but it was kind of sweet, like, how Jughead handled it. Yeah. Um, I thought. But then we see Archie talking about it with his dad, and he <laughs> says it's pig's blood, which is sort of, like, a foreshadow, sort of foreshadowing to, um, Carrie the musical. Oh. Um, in the next season. I don't know. That was probably not intentional, but, it's um. It's not foreshadowing. <laughs> it was foreshadowing for me. <laughs> <laughs> Foreshadowing if you already know what's going to happen. <laughs> um, but he talked about how he like wants to slam whoever did that through a wall. Um, <laughs> like if Archie was mad earlier, now he's really mad. Yeah, but he's just like, he sees his friends struggling and he wants to mm. help them out. Yeah. But he just feels very helpless. Little reckless Archie. <laughs> so, which is Archie's like worst nightmare because he's like has such a hero complex yeah he just like cannot not do something about that situation so luckily something happens later in this episode yeah so then we see a scene of jughead and betty walking together they're in like the cemetery which definitely becomes like a place they go to a lot in the next really i feel like i never noticed that well, there's a lot of important things that happen at the cemetery next season. Next but, season? I have no Or maybe in season three. About, no, I think it's next season. Um, but Jughead is talking with them, and or talking with Betty, and he's, like, talking about how it just feels like the whole, like, universe is against him, like, trying to separate him from his friends and blah, 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 blah. And Betty's just like, oh, like, I care for you. I hope you know that. It's like, whatever. Nothing really happens. Well, he's saying that, like, the whole universe is trying to tell him he doesn't... The multiverse. The multiverse is telling him he doesn't belong in Riverdale. And, like, everybody, um, the woman from social services, um, Mayor McCoy, just everybody. And he's also telling her, like, as long as you're with me, like, you're gonna... These things are gonna keep happening to you. Yeah. But, so yeah, sweet moment with Bughead. Um, them. And then we see Hermione is making the house um, all nice for Hiram. And then St- Like, they're, she like, asks, doing this, like, a month in advance. Or, like, I know. And their like, house is already, just, like, really nice. Yeah, I don't know, like, what needs to be. Well, um, Hiram has high standards. I guess. So... 
then she asks about like her and Archie and how they're getting close and she wants her to talk to Archie um, to try to like convince his dad to sell his company and Veronica's like sure I'll just sexually manipulate Archie <laughs> into doing my bidding and then Hermione's like well as long as you're in control <laughs> that was and then one. then Veronica's like I was joking <laughs> look I hope you and, realize that and then she starts talking about like why are you doing this to Fred he's the only loyal person in this town and then Hermione's like well when Hiram gets back like he and Fred are not going to get along Mm -hmm. Hiram 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 um so then um we see Betty getting home and Alice is like sitting with Polly on the couch and Alice confronts her about why she like why did you take Polly to school um and Alice is, like, very mad because of, like, the whole situation with her locker. And, like, Betty is mad that Polly basically, like, came ho- home and told her everything that happened. Like, I feel like Polly is just, like, like I feel like they, like, think of her... I think of her character as being, like, a 12-year-old kind of... Well, that's how they treat her. Yeah. Like, even, um... I think it was in the Jughead and Veronica scene. They were like, oh, where's Betty? She's babysitting Polly. Like, they literally use the word babysitting. And Polly is, like, two years older than them, I think. Well, I feel like they also, like, at the beginning of the season, make it seem like Polly's this, like, super, like, what? So, um, the Cheryl is Jason's twin, but Cheryl is also the same age as the rest of them, right? Yeah. Well, she is. That That makes zero sense. Polly was dating people person that was younger than him i don't i thought jason was like because he was like the captain of the football team yeah i always assumed jason and like as a freshman he was the captain of the football team. well they're sophomores but but the past year he was the captain oh true <laughs> this this does not make any sense <laughs> that makes no sense at all i guess he was like really good um yeah well, also, I feel like they, like, play Polly's character, like, in the beginning of the season as she's, like, this, like, super, like, emotionally damaged person. But, like, she's very, like, normal, I feel like. She's, like, really calm all the time. Yeah, she's, like, never, like, she's just, like, fine all the time. Like, it's, like, everything, that, whenever she's, like, in, like, a high-pressure situation, it's because Alice, like, put her in the Sisters of Quiet Mercy or... Like, she was, like, with the Blossoms. Or, like, like it's not, like, her, and none of it was, like, her fault. So I feel like she's, like, doesn't seem like she's, like, as emotionally damaged. Yeah, she's as, like, not really the best developed character. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's, like, not related to the scene that much. Um, so then Alice is, like, well, I warned you about this. Like, this was going to happen. And Betty says she would rather take some heat than hide from the truth. Um, and Alice is like, I'm just worried about your safety. I don't care about the truth. Or, like, I'm not scared of the truth. And Betty's well was like, okay, two can play at this game. And so she's like, uh, well, is it true that you don't really like Jughead? And then she's also like, she wants to know, um, like, what happened in the big fight between Alice and Hal at Homecoming that FP alluded to when he, he was over at dinner. And she's like, she like says these things as like a way to prove that Alice is more scared of the truth than she's trying to let on. 
And then they kind of get into, like, a big fight. Yeah. So, we'll get more of that in a second, though. Um, but then Betty also makes the point that Dad kept a secret that almost destroyed us. Yeah. Which we so definitely that's why talked they... about in the last episode. So. <laughs> which didn't even make sense for him to keep a secret. Yeah, it really makes zero sense. Anyways, then Cheryl comes down the stairs and she asks her mommy if she can stay home. Um, and she's just like, no, absolutely not. Stay home from school. And she's like, it's really hard. And then... It's um, like just weird. Cheryl's just acting like... Yeah, she's strange. acting super weird. And then... Um, and then Penelope's just like, I don't care. Hello? Hello? Hey. What, okay, what happened? Did it just hang up? I don't know. Um, I guess so. Okay, um, well, anyways, what what did you hear me say last? Just, like, explaining the Cheryl thing. Okay, well, I was... Okay, I'll just, like, finish my... Do you, we, did you write I, it down? I wrote it down. Okay, I'll just, like, finish my thought. Um, but... So, yeah, she says that she doesn't care that it's really hard for her um great support supportive yeah so (laughs) the thing is like all of the parents are bad but most of them are like they have their good moments and they're bad in like a more nuanced way penelope she's just and clifford too they're just like they're just not they're not even that interesting they're just like terrible people no yeah like at least like alice like i feel conflicted over like constantly yeah, she's like, like a really interesting i constantly character. go back and forth between like yeah. loving her and hating her whereas like penelope like you never love her <laughs> like she's just terrible all the time yeah um so then um we get a scene of betty getting ready for school and alice walks in it's like the ni- the morning after their big fight and alice says that she she like basically says what um hal and alice were fighting about at the night of the homecoming um and they were fighting about well she had just told Hal that she was pregnant and so they disagreed on how to handle it and Alice ended up going to the Sisters of Quiet Mercy and just had the child who was Betty's brother who we've never heard of before um she had him in secret and then the sisters sort of just arranged for a very quiet adoption and she says it's the biggest regret of her life so they have like Aww. a sweet moment and Betty and they like apologize and they hug and it's like oh um Aww. yeah and so then at school that day Betty tells Veronica and Archie which like I don't know if her mom like wants her telling everyone about this but anyway she tells Veronica and Archie that she has like a secret brother and Veronica's like oh my god I love and that in the and break have, like, room where they always get overheard yeah so <laughs> haven't learned their lesson yet this whole year um but Veronica's, like, obsessed with the idea that she has a secret brother. And then, while they're talking, Betty gets a call from Jughead, who is at his new school. And, which is called Southside High. And Betty tells the whole group that he's at Southside High, and they're, like, freak out. And they, like, there's this, like, scene of them, like, running out of the school, like, literally, like, slipping, like, trying to get out so fast. Which I, like, don't understand. Well, it's... 
he didn't like, tell them have... that they were go- he was going to Southside High and he was like, oh, this is where I belong. Like, and it's it? what FP had warned, warned Archie before that, like, Jughead will try to, like, yeah. isolate himself. But, like, they, like, freak out and they're like, we have to go right now. Like, I'm like, he's at yeah. high school. Like, he's literally doing what he's Just supposed to be doing. Just made it more dramatic, you know. <laughs> but also, like, I guess, I guess Jughead doesn't live with Archie at this point anymore. Like, they never showed him moving out. I feel yeah. like that could have been a thing. Because, like, know. if he lived with Archie, wouldn't Archie have realized that he was, like, not coming to school with him? Like, that doesn't... It, maybe he went there before he officially moved. But, oh, yeah, like, he was not, like, li- walking to school with him. Or, yeah. <laughs> he literally I don't know. lives with Archie. <laughs> it doesn't like, make a lot of not sense. Not that big surpri- of a surprise. Anyway, they're, like, dashing to... Uh, Southside High to rescue him, even though that's like where he will be going to school for the next however long. Mm-hmm. And Southside High is very visually different than yeah. um, Riverdale. We see yeah. them like going through metal detectors. Yeah. And there's a bunch of serpents. Mm hmm. Um, um, yeah. But when, and then when they get to Southside High, they see Jughead at lunch. And he's, like, surrounded by serpents, and they're just, like, cracking up. And it's, like, such a weird... It's, like, nice that, like, Jughead is, like, having fun. <laughs> but it was such a weird moment. I'm like, what are they talking about? Like, literally. And, like, like Jughead never socializes with people. About? So I'm just, like, confused yeah. why. Like, he's, like, found his people, but, like, he would never do that with any. And I've never so. seen Jughead laugh that hard. Yeah. Like, like they were just, like, cracking up about something. Night. It was weird. Um, and he's uh, adjusted well. But then we see Cheryl is like preparing this white dress. I don't know if it was the one that she wore on that day in Sweetwater River, probably. Yeah. Um, and then we go. Oh wait, oh, the the laughing scene actually happens after that. Yeah. Because well, we see them all walk into the school, which again, like anyone can walk yeah, into the school, we see them any walk school into ever. School. Like they literally even have to go through metal detectors, but they still. But they can just walk like into casually the walk through them, like. Yeah, um, I'm like, what's the point of having metal detectors if anyone is just gonna like walk through them? Without, like, doesn't make sense. Um, but then, so yeah, they see him laughing, and then we see Jughead and Betty talking outside the school. Um, so I guess you can just leave at any point as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But he said he didn't tell her because she'd try to stop it. And then she's like, well, I'm not going to let Riverdale's civil war tear us apart. Mm-hmm. And then they have like their little moments. And then we see Archie and Veronica watching them and they're like, oh, they're soulmates. Um, <laughs> like they haven't even been dating that long. <laughs> Yeah, and th- well, and then Archie's about to say something to Veronica when Veronica gets a text. Again, those, like, really weird texts. Yeah, her texts um, show up weirdly on her phone. But from, yes. And it, yes, it's from Cheryl, and Cheryl says, Thanks for trying. I'm going to be with Jason now. So they figure out she's going to Sweetwater River. So then they, like, freak out and run over there. And they arrive at the river, and it's snowing out, and the, there's, like, a layer of ice, and they see Cheryl, like, out in the river, like, standing on the ice, and then 
and they realized at first like they can't all go on it um because it'd be too much weight and it would break the ice but then they see cheryl like fall in so then they just all dash <laughs> which like what happens to like the ice is gonna break <laughs> this was like a cr- like this scene was just like so different than any other scene like this yeah. entire because they're, n- they're never like just... in like this high pressure of a situation yeah it was usually. like the most like action and it was like just really like like usually Crazy, a lot of the drama is like very like is very like slow moving and sort of builds yeah, up. Yeah, this was just like this really is just like a very high fast and high pressure crazy. Um and then they they're like, "Oh no, the current has her." Um like so they the can't ice. like reach her um In the like at the she spot fell she fell. She's like under the ice. And then um and then Archie starts like punching the ice, and his oh blood God. is. Like, I cannot watch this. Like the blood on the ice. Yeah, his blood starts like getting on the ice, and then we see like Cheryl under the water, and she like sees Jason's dead body. It's like a. I vision. guess she's just like imagining things, and then yeah, there's like so Archie just like the the rest of them they're not like helping him. <laughs> also, well, maybe like kicking. Why not kicking the ice? Yeah, I was idea. thinking that like. Or, like, but take just off like your shoe and, like, hit it with your shoe or something. Like, yeah. But he's, like, so, like, like, angry. Or not angry, yeah. but, like, he needs to, like, take out his, He like, just, like, found his opportunity to be... Th- I mean, he wants to see... I'm not, like, saying that he's <laughs> doing that because he wants to be the hero. Like, he wants to save Cheryl, but it's, like, he's, like, finally found the situation where he can actually help. Yeah. Um, and, like, put take out his aggression. <laughs> yes. And so then they pull her out. Um, luckily, Archie knows CPR. Um, of course. And Every she's hero alive. has to know CPR. Yeah, she she makes it. So then uh, we cut to a scene of Cheryl warming up by the fire at Veronica's house, and like Veronica comes by and like gives her. Um, Shouldn't she like, go to the hospital? Yeah, like I guess like her she doesn't want her parents to find out maybe. But like especially after but, like, a suicide attempt. That and also like. She probably she could have like hypothermia. Like, hypothermia? like she was in cold was, water like, for like multiple really minutes close to dying, and almost yeah. like uh, like suffocated. So not the smartest move by them. But Veronica's giving her hot chocolate with some like liqueur in it. I don't know. <laughs> um, and liqueur. yeah, peppermint liqueur. And Hermione gets home and she's like why is she here so I guess like Hermione is not a fan of Cheryl's anymore which I guess makes sense because her dad like is a killer or like murdered someone um oh and then tried to frame her husband yeah <laughs> so, like <laughs> it makes sense like I don't blame her for not like but it's not Cheryl's fault yeah it's not her fault but I do understand where she's coming from and Hermione is just not very happy about this situation and Veronica's like, oh, she, there was an accident and we needed to help her. And so she sort of, like, grudgingly allows it to happen. Um, and then, well, she's like, well, then Cheryl's like, I'll just warm up and go home. Yeah. And then, and then Hermione's like, I'll take you to the Jubilee. And Veronica's like, no, I have a ride with Archie, Lady <laughs> Macbeth. <laughs> yeah. Bit over dramatic, but yeah, it's all like a little like Hermione's not perfect, but I would not say she's Lady Macbeth. And she's not like her like grudge towards Cheryl is not like completely yeah. just out of the blue. Like if you're gonna compare anyone to Lady Macbeth, I would say that would be 
Penelope. Um, what? Hiram. Oh, Hiram. Yeah. Oops. Anyways, <laughs> then we see Betty getting ready for the Jubilee. She's putting on her CoverGirl mascara. Oh, you know, it's like the um, last product placement of the season. Oh, I yes. wonder if it will happen next season. Maybe Maybe we'll. they'll have like a new company. Yeah. Um anyways, Alice comes in and she's like, "Oh, don't be nervous about this speech." And cuz um uh Betty's like visibly upset and Betty's like it's not the speech, it's Jughead. And he's she's like he says it won't change anything like the fact that we're um not living near each other and we're yeah. um not going to the same school but like i know it will change things so sad so sad so then we see archie kind of warming up like at the jubilee backstage he has a cast so he's like a bit struggling to play the guitar i guess and veronica's like should you really be performing and she um also kind of wants to know what he was going to say right before the whole Cheryl she got like the text from Cheryl and Veronica or and Archie says that he was just like looking at Betty and Jughead and was like how good they were together and he was like I really want that to be like I want that for our relationship and so Veronica's like oh my god like swoon <laughs> and so they have <laughs> they have a moment they kiss and then Josie interrupts them she's like after so I guess Veronica told them about like the situation with Cheryl and how he like saved her and so after hearing about that Josie's like maybe your song is like is fitting for this show like friendship is really important blah 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 so they're gonna play the song with Archie that they've literally never performed like played together before, <laughs> ever but they're just gonna be like oh okay let's get I rid of the song we practiced for and that. like just play this yeah, random song, song we, like, that don't we... even we've never like heard before because it's not like an actual song yeah um, like they literally have only like seen archie perform it like once but now they're just like ready to put like a whole performance together and i guess veronica's still in the pussycats I, like, didn't realize that. Is she, that she or was she just there because, like, Archie now. was there? And, like, she and Archie yeah. are, like, performing duo. Then that, like, makes even less sense because, like, they would have never practiced with... Or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Something's just, like, doesn't really make sense, but it's fine. Um. So yes. then they go on stage to perform. Oh, but and... so awkward for Val, right? Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. She has to, like, literally play Archie's song. And they walk in while Veronica and Archie are kissing. Yeah, that's really awkward. I mean, I know Val was the one who ended things, but still an awkward situation. Poor Val. She deserves better. Um, so then they walk on stage, um, and they start to play Archie's song, which is really bad. Um, oh my god, it's so Archie's bad. voice is, like, so auto-tuned. Um, and they do, like, a classic, like song with some scenes in the background so like the scenes that they're playing during the song well it's not like really during the song but is it during... it's like I feel happening like, they take a break from the song. like the song starts during... and then the song sort of fades out and they show the scene of jughead talking to fp and asking about him like giving names and jughead says like he met the foster family he thinks like they're okay and he thinks high school they're actually is fine. really nice 
Yeah. And FP's like, I've done some stupid things, and so you need to, like, be there for the rest of the family, because I can't, and, like, you have to, like, take responsibility, like, take, like, whatever, you know. Like, you have to step up, because I did some And he says, like, I'm not a terrible person, but I do need to be, like, accountable for the things that I did do. Like, I feel Um, like FP, like, really does redeem himself to me. He really does. And I Um, also, like, do really like FP. I really um, love FP too. I mean, it's not necessarily such like a realistic like 180 for his character, but yeah. And I so still like it. Yeah, and so then Archie. Then we go back to Archie's song, and it ends, and the audience like really just loves it's his like, song so that's much. That's definitely like, the, his worst song yet. It was really yeah, bad. It was, and really also bad. it was like Archie was in the middle with his guitar, and like the spotlight was on him, and then like. Veronica and two of the Pussycats are, like, are, like crowded in one mic. I think the Pussycats are that. Way like, better than I you. thought I knew would not stand for that. I guess they're letting Archie be the hero tonight. Um, well, because Mayor, Mayor McCoy, Mayor like, McCoy. requested that. Mayor she's McCoy. also not happy that he's playing that song. Yeah, it Even seems though like a pretty like, harmless a, song. Though. It literally, like, the lyrics are so generic. Like, <laughs> like it, also it could be literally it? about anything. Isn't that, like, a good message for the Jubilee? Yeah, like, oh, I like, know. friendship in Riverdale. Like, so and, like, great. The, this Everyone team loves of, each I mean, other. <laughs> Mayor McCoy loves the idea, like, these group of friends, like, solve this murder and, like... Well, no, she doesn't just... love the idea. Well, she's, like, highlighting Archie well, and Betty. So she's, like... Because she's, like... It's... Like, because she's, like, upholding them as, like, the, um, like, heroes... Or, but they're um, also like a as can like be a symbol of friendship too. Model you know? citizens, but she doesn't want <laughs> them to get all the credit for the. But I feel like also maybe like drawing attention to their friendship and how like empowering that is instead of like they're solving murders maybe it would be like a better angle for her. Yeah. So it just like I don't know. <laughs> nothing makes sense anymore. Is the moral? This is where the slow show is starting to slip off the rails. At the end of season um, one. This is the point where it starts to happen. So then Betty comes on for her speech. And it seems like she first was going to just, like, say something, like, really generic, like, what the mayor wanted to hear. So she's like, wow, 75 years of Riverdale. Can you believe it? And, <laughs> this is basically, and like, then, the beginning of our episode every time. <laughs> wow, um, 22nd episode. Can you believe it? <laughs> um... And then Jughead walks in, and like in then the kind of like inspires her to change it up a little bit to speak the truth. So you don't so think she like, was gonna say her reg- the speech? She I, I, I don't know. I don't. It seems like I, I'm not sure. Like it doesn't really seem like she's changing course when Jughead walks in. I don't. I don't know. It was like, hmm. well, yeah. I guess knowing Betty, she would want to be honest. Yeah. Maybe just Jughead gives her like the extra strength. Like that, um, like, to me, like, very passionate about her words. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so then she's like, what is Riverdale? Uh, yeah. It's Such the... a great question. <laughs> We've been trying to answer that <laughs> it's question. It's a really for... good question. <laughs> <laughs> We've been really trying to answer that question for, since April. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if... that even the writers or the producers <laughs> could answer that question. And they definitely don't know four seasons later. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Um, but she's like, it's the people in it. It's Archie. It's Kevin. It's, and which, so for those two, everyone's like, yay. And then he, <laughs> she's like, it's FP Jones. And then like, there's like everyone in the crowd is Whoa. like murmuring to each other. 
<laughs> did she really say that? What? She's like, did she really say FP? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were asking me. I was like, I think you watched this episode. Um, and then she's like, it's Jughead. Um, we would have never have found out without him. And then Jughead's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. she's like, then then it takes like a dark turn, and she's like, Clifford was also a part of Riverdale. Mm-hmm. And then she starts talking like, oh, if we didn't, if we don't face the rea- the reality, if we keep all these secrets, then this will keep happening. So we must do better. And like, like I sort has, of get what she's saying, but I just like don't really understand exactly what her message is. <laughs> like I kind of liked her speech. <laughs> I like it, but I just like never really like understand fully what like what's her like call the action like we need to stop keeping secrets (laughs) like (laughs) such like like like, and we need to like no more secrets guys no but we need to like embrace the corruption not (laughs) (laughs) we just have to be like you know what we're fine with corruption like we have to um acknowledge that there is corruption in Riverdale and there is a lot of problems in Riverdale and then work to solve them and we okay. need to stop like blaming that. the serpents. We need to blame okay. the people who are actually I involved. like that message, then. I like it. I just, like, sometimes it gets a little lost in, like, the <laughs> no more secrets. <laughs> um, and then Jughead starts the clapping from the back. He's like... <laughs> and then um, Kevin starts the standing ovation. Yeah. And then... It's really great. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, yeah, yes, so that's her speech, that's which happens. I don't know if you know, remember this, but this speech is actually really important next season. But like, oh, it, it's oh my referenced god. later. Oh, my God. So we'll be revisiting oh, this oh, I really hate, later I, I kind of hate the second season. <laughs> no, we love uh, it. We're so excited to cover it. No. Um, so then Hermione, though this is like after the speech, Hermione walks up to Fred telling him about, like, the buyout, um, and Fred is telling her that he's decided he doesn't want to settle, even though it was, like, a very generous offer. And it was partially, partially inspired by Betty's speech. Yeah. Everyone's just inspired like, by Betty. He's speech. just, like, making these decisions, like, just randomly in the middle of people's speeches, and Fred is, like, um, Fred says that, like, this decision is good for you, too, and... Like, you shouldn't, like, be a victim for Hiram. Like, you shouldn't do whatever Hiram wants, sort of. And Archie and Veronica also, like, sort of overhear this conversation, too. But we don't really get any reaction from them. They just sort of, like, are looking over. Um, And then we go to Pops. And I think it's sort of, like, coming full circle. I think that's how... Maybe that's how the first episode ended with them all, like, Pops having a good time. Or maybe that's wrong. Maybe it was a different episode. Um, I feel like it's like a just... lot of episodes. Okay. Well, yeah, maybe it was a lot of episodes. <laughs> but um, they were just like all like fine. But like I feel like before they would go to Pops and they'd be like, like oh my God, like my murder. dad might be a murderer and <laughs> my dad might be arrested and whatever. Oh, and um, my dad like kept it's really the, the parents that are the, to our family are the, the source of all of their problems. Um, like the town's like corruption problems murder yeah maybe problems, the parents should just leave they're like family problems it could become like the society isn't that what the plot of the society yeah 
Oh, oh my god, that would be such a good crossover. Okay, <laughs> but we should not talk about that. Um, yes. Anyways. Uh, oh, but it's like they're, they're, they're like toasting Archie, and then Archie's like, let's toast Betty, and like, it's just like, oh, so nice, and they're laughing. They drink a lot of milkshakes. And, yeah, they're like stress-free, um... But you just know, like, that's never going to last. Because <laughs> otherwise the show wouldn't go on. Um, so then we see Penelope getting home, I guess presumably from the Jubilee. And she sees Cheryl standing in front of the fireplace, holding, like, a candelabra with, like, fire. It's, like, lit. And she's like, what's that smell? Is it gasoline? And so... Cheryl has poured gasoline over around the whole house and she is like we have to like burn away all the what does she say like something about like, like burning away all like the that's the bad. only way they're gonna start over yeah so so she drops at the fire and like the house goes up in flames basically that's um, such a great moment I love that moment I know so goodbye Thornhill what's the new house called Thistle House Thistle House Which, it's weird Thistle House looks exactly the same yeah, it really does. Like I where completely did they forgot that, that she like did this. Um. Yeah. Now and like, it's like where did, where is this house? Now that like, we watched the the first season, now I'm like used to saying Thornhill, but I was so used to saying Thistle House before. But I guess we're gonna we'll, go with Thistle House. We'll t- we'll find out about that on the next season, I guess. Yeah. Um. But then wait, what happens? Oh, so Jughead brings. Betty to his dad's trailer Hmm. and he like cleans it all up and then she says okay I this was really cute I thought um she says it's cute for like two minutes and then it gets like (laughs) (laughs) she says she's not giving up on him and then he's like that's why I love you (laughs) and then then I this was actually I really liked this actually and then then she says like I love you back and then they kiss and I just like it it was nice seeing them happy yeah and so then we see Archie and Veronica getting home like at after the Jubilee I guess or well after like being at Pops and this is like such an iconic scene yeah well and Archie's asking (laughs) Veronica about like oh is Hermione already asleep and she's like after mixing her reds and her whites at the Jubilee like she'll be out cold and so then the song Believer starts playing <laughs> and, okay, I really I, associate this song with like <laughs> Riverdale sex scenes so I have to say the show does such a weird thing where they like have sex scenes like multiple characters having sex scenes at the same time as other characters (laughs) with the same song like they've done this so many times and it's not just like these two like they've done it with other characters too so this is like the first time that they like really introduced that iconic like editing um so it's like getting very steamy and then betty and jackhead are also like getting very steamy in the in the trailer we haven't had a sex i mean it's not like super graphic but I feel like we normally only see like the after, right? Like this is like the first set like What do you mean the after? The after of the sex. I don't know what that what 
Like after the they have oh, sex after. My leg oh after oh after oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. I you said the actor. <laughs> oh no no no! Like this oh, okay, is definitely yeah. the steamiest it gets so far. Yeah. I think. Unless I'm missing something. Oh well, so far. So far, yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, and more. later there's on, more, more. There's more. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so then Betty and Jughead are also like getting very steamy, but then there's a knock on the door, and and Jughead, which is like doesn't really make sense, but Jughead is like, "Is that your mom?" <laughs> <laughs> Which it's like and not. She's like, it must be. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, she's like, who else would it be? I'm like, what? I guess they just like really think of her as like so snoopy. Um, but then Jug, so they put their like clothes back on, and then Jughead is going outside the to see who it is, and it's a whole bunch of serpents outside of his trailer, and um, they say because FP could have said names. Like, giving them the sheriff names, but he didn't. Um, they're gonna give him, like, a serpent jacket, and he's like, can be part of the serpents. Um, and so then Jughead's, like, very, like, happy about it. Like, he's like, oh, like, that's, like, very sweet. Or not sweet, but, like, he's like, yeah, like, that's It good. was sweet. I liked well, yeah, it. it's nice. I liked it. And then, Be- but then Betty's sort of watching him, like, uh, what? Kind of concerned. Yeah. And then. We also see at the same time with Believer still playing Thornhill like going up in flames. So just like a lot going on right now and then like Archie. Penelope's like freaking Veronica. out and like clawing at Cheryl. Yeah. Um I, I so. just like that whole Believer scene. It's like what I remembered I feel like I've forgotten so many things, but I remember that scene. <laughs> it's a pretty iconic scene. It's pretty iconic. I, I kinda like it. Um Yeah. Um Okay, but then so we have then, one final scene. This is the last scene of the season. Ugh. It's like, this is the kind of, the thing that's like, it's like setting up the next season, but it's like, feels like kind of out of place. Um, yeah. Um, well, I it's feel like, like it, it well, doesn't feel out of place. It's just like, I feel like the I resol- think of it. I don't know. It's like, we had some resolution, but it just like, did not last very long. Well, that's, I guess like, that's Riverdale. Like, that's, like, that's always in Riverdale. Like, like, there's uh, never, like, two minutes where everything's happy. Anyway. Um, so then... Archie is in the morning. He's leaving Veronica's house. And, um, because Fred wanted him to come meet him at Pops, which is where they go if he wants to talk about something serious. So Archie gets there... And then he's like, oh, I'm just going to go wash my hands. And then he, like, spends a long time, like, looking at himself in the mirror. <laughs> There's, like, he looks really happy him. with himself. He's, it's, like, like, a really close-up shot of him. Like, kind of if I'm a weird yeah. angle. <laughs> like, it was, like, weird. Um, but But then fine. he hears all this, like, commotion outside. And he walks out. And someone... And he hears, like, the door opening with, like, the little ding. Yeah. And then he hears people yelling. And he walks out. And there's this, like, guy wearing a black mask, like, a black ski mask. So, like the black, black hood. hood? <laughs> um, and he's, hold- he's standing on the counter. He's, like, holding a gun to Papa Tate's head. And then, like, f- like Fred is, like, just sitting. He's the only one in the restaurant. And Fred, like, signals to Archie, like, do not do anything. Just, like, stand still. But then Fred, like, Fred starts to get up. Fred knows his son well. Yeah. And then, so Fred starts to get up. And then the, like, gunman, like, turns to Fred, and he, like, points the gun at him. And then Archie jumps in front of Fred, just as we hear 
the bullet. Where we hear mm-hmm. the gunshot. Which, okay, um, when I first saw this scene, I thought Archie got shot. Like, it well, really, they they, the way they make like it that. look like, it, which, is that on purpose? I think like, so. Well, I thought, it? I had remembered them, like, ending. Or, no, I hadn't. Never mind. But I thought they I were know. maybe going to end it without us knowing. But then, that's not what they do. Yeah, because um, they don't. So it's like, what's the point of making it look like our yeah. shot? For, like, so then seconds? we see the Black Hood walking out of Pops, and Jughead's near you, and he's like, this is the moment where Riverdale's innocence finally dies. And then we go back into Pops, and we see that Archie's, like, holding his father, and he has, like, putting some, like, pressure on his gunshot wound. Like, there's a bunch of blood. He really knows, like, all kinds of, like, <laughs> well, yeah, tactics. He I must guess have had, like, safety training. Or I guess... I was just thinking that Archie would be, like, a really good EMT. Yeah, I feel like he would. Although he's uh, maybe... A, he would start, like, chasing, like, criminals or something. Like, yeah. Okay, he would get distracted like, <laughs> trying to, like, do more things than he was capable um, of. But, yeah. But, anyways. And then... I'm guessing Papa Tate called the ambulance, hopefully. Yeah, I think so. And then... Jughead says, it was anything but random. Yeah. That's a good line. Oh my god, we are done with season one. So we almost made it through the whole season without a serial killer. So close, so close. But, I mean, so we, we, well, we have the setup for the next season. I mean, they end the season as, like, a will Fred die, will Fred survive, kind of. Like, you don't really Mm -hmm. know, which we obviously know. But, um... So we'll get into that next season, of course. Um, and this is also, like, the first time where Archie has to, like, go, like, grieve. <laughs> which I feel like we get a lot of later on. Oh, my God. Which is so, yes. it's, oh, my God, his grieving episodes are, like, so painful. To yeah, it's like nobody watch. cares about the episodes that are, like, all focused on Archie. Um, but. <laughs> That's the problem. Um, like, this episode, I feel like we keep talking about, like, how crazy it was. But when you think about it, like. It's just crazy because so many things happen, but it's none of like the like, the most bizarre like things. Like that it's, it gets a lot bizarre. more bizarre. There's no later. like cults or whatever. Like what? Like there rockets? <laughs> There's no rockets. <laughs> Season four. Is no organ harvesting. Yeah. So, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's not. It's pretty uh, tame compared to like some of the yeah. later seasons, but. We will get into that all in a few weeks. Yep. Um, I think that's all we have for this episode. Do you want to add anything else? Uh, nope, I think we covered it. All right. Well, so we will see you next Wednesday for some reflections on season one and some bonus content. And Unless we do an episode this Sunday. I don't... I mean, maybe. <laughs> maybe. What? What? We can't promise anything. Yeah. So Never anyway. have I ever. Oh, yeah. Well, that's like kind of old news at this point. Yeah, I guess so. And you, you haven't watched it for a while. Yeah. But anyway, uh, until, or, well, first of all, follow us on social media. We have Instagram and Twitter. They're both Pops and Pop Culture. You can send us an email at popsandpopculture at gmail.com. Um, you can follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. At, uh, give us five stars and write why 
other people should listen to this podcast. Um, and until next time, bon nuit. Bon nuit.